Roadshow? Or how many of you ever seen it? How many of you see it and flip right past it? Okay. Uh, it's not always the most exciting show to watch, but it is always interesting um, to see someone bring something uh, that they have no idea uh, what it is. And they will bring it to the experts, the antique experts on there. And it's always interesting to hear uh, because if you're watching this and you look at it, you don't know what it is either. It's kind of interesting to hear what it was and what it was used for. And uh, sometimes they can figure it out. And, and I always think they know in advance, right? They uh, somehow, it's kind of like a uh, Pentecostal service where everybody gets healed uh, that comes down to the front that probably the, the person is tipped off, right? To say, oh, I know that person has this ailment and that person has that ailment. And the same thing would be true with the antiques that they somehow, you know, find out before the show starts uh, who's going to be bringing what so they can look it up and see what it actually was back in time and then be able to give a reasonable explanation of what it is for. But it's always interesting to hear that. You go, oh, I had no idea. I've seen those before, but I just didn't know what they were. Well, as we hear in our gospel text this morning, we get a, a wonderful explanation from Luke's gospel about what Jesus was, who he was, and even more than that, what he was for, what his purpose was in this world. A lot of people have different ideas about who Jesus was, even today, right? We have all kinds of ideas. And a lot of us have different ideas about what He was for. But Jesus clears it up for us as we looked at part of this text last week. He gets right to the heart of the matter and He says, hey, this is who I am and this is why I am here. So as we heard that last week, it helped us understand not only His purpose, but our purpose. So we get more of that today, more about God's purpose. And I want to ask you this morning, you don't have to answer out loud, but how did this past week go as you thought about your purpose? As you thought about why God has put you here in this world? Sometimes we're not very clear about that. Maybe earlier in our lives, we know exactly what, what it is that we're supposed to be doing. And then the events of life come and lead us in different directions and we get all mixed up and then wonder one day, I just have no idea why I exist. Well, Jesus makes it clear for us. And so we want to look a little bit more about this God's purpose for our lives matter. First of all, God's purpose for us in this world is for the world. Jesus as he came into the world and as he was standing there at his hometown and he began to share with them uh, from this uh, scroll that had been handed him, it was Isaiah, and he picks up the scroll, he finds what he's looking for, puts his finger on it, and begins to read. And he says, this is why I'm here. And he didn't say, hey, this is about me. It's not about what I am going to be about and what I uh, can get for myself in this world or about what kingdoms I can build with all these wonderful powers that God has given me. 
he says something quite different. He says, I'm here because he, God, has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Of course, he is quoting from Isaiah, but at the end of this, he says, today this scripture has been fulfilled right here, right now. As I begin my ministry, Jesus says, this is what I am going to be about. It was not about him, and it was not about his agenda or anything that he could get for himself. It was for the benefit of the world. If you look back there in your bulletin, you'll see what we heard from Jeremiah, as Al read from Jeremiah uh, to us this morning. Just an amazing uh, scripture. And if you ever want to know more about your purpose in this world and how precious you are to God, read that. Keep it with you. Put it somewhere this week where you can see it. Maybe uh, in the mirror, in your bathroom, or on the dashboard of your car. To think about why it is that you are here. Well, Jeremiah would understand from God that he was called to be a prophet And he was to be a prophet to the nations. Not just a prophet to his family or to his hometown or to his religion or even his own nation. But to be a prophet to all the nations. It was for the benefit of all. And so they understood just why it is that they were in this world. As I think about purpose and how it is for much more than who we are. I always remember Frederick Buechner's quote, and I think we've used it in different times in different places. But Buechner says, purpose is the place where your deep gladness meets the world's needs. Where your greatest joy, your greatest sense of fulfillment meets with the world's needs. It is right at the intersection of accomplishing something for the benefit of other people. So as we think about our purpose today, God's purpose for us in this world, we can understand that, first of all, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about what God wants to do for other people. That's why we're here. So a lot of people are unhappy in this world because they are trying to fulfill their purpose, but it's all about them. It's how much money can I make? What kind of job promotion can I get? What kind of car can I get for myself? What kind of things can I bring uh, into my sphere that I could possess? And no wonder they're miserable because it completely goes against the grain of your purpose. It's completely counter to what God has made you for in this world. It is only when we are serving other people, when we are helping other people, and when other people are benefiting from our actions and our presence in this world, that's where we find our purpose. But also, just as Jesus was benefiting the vulnerable people around him, 
we are to do the same. We are to care for the lepers uh, who are among us. Those who are sick. Those who are regarded as untouchable and outcast. We are to care for them. We are to help the poor. And of course, here at our church, our focus is on our neighborhood. And that consists uh, mostly of working poor. And that is why we do the things that we do to help our neighborhood and, and to provide resources and things like that that will benefit the poor in our neighborhood. Also, the people who are captives, not just in jail, but to those who are uh, in captivity to an addiction, to debt, or whatever, maybe just sin in general that keeps them from living in the freedom of what God wants them to have and be in this world. And so we need to continue to ask that question. Who are the most vulnerable around me and how can I help meet their needs? That's one reason we are paired up with Volunteers of America because its mission since 1896 has been focused on the most vulnerable in our society. And sometimes that group changes. But we seek to meet those needs. Well, another thing about God's purpose in this world that we can know from Luke's Gospel is that God's purpose for us comes uh, with risks. And we don't always like to talk about risks. But think about Jesus. He is back in his hometown and he is waxing eloquently about uh, in his first sermon to them from Isaiah. But then he goes from preaching to meddling, right? He stirs things up. He starts stepping on their toes and really focuses in on their lack of faith, perhaps. Their lack of receptivity to what God wanted to do in their midst. And so they get really angry. In fact, the word that's used here is rage. They are enraged at Jesus. And they get Him out of the synagogue and they start running out and they take Him to the uh, edge of the cliff because they not only want to get Him out of their religious place, they want to do away with His life, get rid of Him altogether and push Him off the cliff. There were risks involved. The same thing was true with Jeremiah. Jeremiah had all kinds of risks because he would be called to confront the powers that be in his world. Religious powers that be, military powers that be, all kinds of powers around him, and he would have to go and confront them. And he would go to dangerous places. Sometimes we are confronted with great risks. Uh, Jenny and I were watching uh, the Smithsonian Channel. We actually have a more exciting life than that, but uh, it just, there was something on there that looked pretty good, and it was a, a series that was um, where they had taken uh, old video footage, like, I mean, at the time that videos were first, when cameras were able to capture moving uh, pictures and, and to create videos, and Smithsonian had gone back and colorized those, and so we were watching them. I mean, they were just amazing. Uh, one of the things that they showed was the building of the Golden Gate Bridge. 
And uh, as you saw these pictures and, and saw actual video footage of them building this amazing wonder of the world, uh, it was just incredible. Uh, one of the things that they talked about as they were building this was how many people died, uh, how many workers died building that bridge. They were, they were all seeking to, to do something monumental that had never been done in the world. And a lot of them paid the price. They died. Later, they would put nets under there that would catch people uh, from, from falling into the ocean. But they did it with great risk. They had a great big thing to do. But it required tremendous risk. The same thing is true for us as we seek to follow God's purpose in the world, God's purpose that He has for you and for me. There will be risks. It won't be easy all the time. It won't always be joyous or fun. And yet that's what we're called to do. Sometimes it leads us to confront powers that be. Sometimes when we follow Jesus, uh, the world around us doesn't care for that. Especially when we start talking about poverty and what it is that causes poverty and keeps people in cycles of poverty in our world. We've, we discovered that when we ran up against payday lenders in our neighborhood. We identified that there were at least 12 within a mile's walk of this building. And whenever we and other churches and organizations partnered to do something about it, it created a big stir. People didn't like that. It was messing with their business model of predatory lending. There are other things when we speak out on racism, or LGBTQ rights. Uh, some people don't like that. When we do work for asylum seekers, there are people who don't like that. And as we recognize that those are the kinds of things that God cares about, it could get us in a lot of trouble. That's the risk of following. Well, beyond risks, uh, God's purpose for us in this world also comes with great resources. Uh, and as, as we think about uh, the resources that Jesus gave, uh, that God gave to Jesus, if you remember back at his baptism, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. He was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's how Luke begins this part of our passage here in Luke 4. He was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He was resourced with what he needed. And then also, as they're about to push him off the hill, uh, he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. God made a way. And I'm sure the people were like, well, what happened? We, he was here on the edge of the cliff and he just disappeared. God provided the resources, maybe angels that whisked him on out of the way. And we can know that God provides us with the resources that we need in this world. Just like with Jeremiah, Jeremiah had the resources of, if you look back at that text, God appointed him. He says, Jeremiah, I have appointed you to go and to be a prophet to the nations. And he says, you don't need to fear because I'm going to be with you. A lot of scary things are going to happen, but I'm going to be with you. You don't have to fear, Jeremiah. I will put my words in your mouth. If you think about Moses, he's like, well, I don't even know what to say to Pharaoh. What am I going to say? I'll give you the words, Moses. 
So I think in advance, he's saying to Jeremiah, I'm going to put my words in your mouth. You just show up, open your mouth, and I will do some amazing things. Just watch. Resources that come from God. We will have those kinds of resources. We can know that we have been appointed by God. You today, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what socioeconomic level you're in, doesn't matter uh, you know, what, what profession you're in, what age you are, God has appointed you to make a difference in this world. God has given, given you something to do in this world. And God's presence will go with you with whatever it is that you have to do. God will resource you in that way. God will put God's words in your mouth and in your heart. And you can fulfill God's purpose in that way. If you watch um, some NFL today, if it's like last weekend, it'll be mind-boggling. Just the uh, games, uh, some of the best games ever played in the NFL took place last weekend. But there will be others today. And as you watch that, you'll see the people who score, who get into the end zone and make a goal, do so because someone was blocking for them. Whether it was for the quarterback or a receiver, uh, there was always some amount of blocking that goes on that enables someone to get past people coming to tackle them and to get into the end zone and score a goal. Resources. And usually there's a great amount of celebration when somebody makes it into the end zone. The same thing is true for us as we seek to fulfill God's purpose for us in this world. We will have the resources, the blocking that God wants us to have. So now let us make our way to that goal fulfilling God's purpose for us here on earth, benefiting others, overcoming risks, and using God's resources.